welcome to the podcast. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Anna. And we're Entrepreneurs, a podcast by two gay idiots navigating, owning, and operating their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. Ooh. Hello, Woo-hoo. listeners. Welcome. It, ooh, it is, it is Necronomicon time, baby. We're in the uh, also of it. known as Omicron. Found a set. Uh, give it. Uh, yesterday was Yule. I Yule. celebrated kind of with Kayleen. She did my year ahead spread. Mm-hmm. That was yep. super exciting. Um, looks like it's not that bad. Also, I want to talk really quick. Oh no, no, no. I'm gonna wait until tarot time to talk about this. But I want to talk about last week's prediction for this week and anywho um so listeners we are both living alone during christmas time so let's talk on mm-hmm. it i mean you listen to podcasts so you're probably a bit asocial um <laughs> <laughs> honestly when i think about the people that listen to podcasts they're not um there's something in common you know and it's it's not um you know I, I'll let and you it is a desire for parasocial relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of that meme where it's like the kid like next to the cooler with the like laughing like the ice the cream poster. ad with like the laughing people on it. And he's like me listening to podcasts. Honestly, that person looks so happy though. <laughs> right? Like he's just he's just happy with his ice cream poster friends. I mean, honestly, what else do you really need? Um, right. So, but anyway, we are a few days away. We are recording this on December 22nd. We are just a few days away from Christmas, uh, about a week or so out from New Year's. Um, and yeah, we we are both uh, people who live alone, um, which can be kind of an interesting thing to navigate um, during the holidays. I think also something that is pretty common amongst queer folk who may not um, necessarily be on good terms with their families, may not be living by their families, may... Um, maybe like living solo or their holidays just might look different than what uh is on a hallmark card mm-hmm. uh so i don't know i think there's some good and there's some bad as with all things it can it's a really tricky hard time of year for me i think yeah it, um, it took me a while to get over it i yeah would start feeling holiday anxiety in july um jeez yeah it was bad. I had a few years there where I just had a lot to, like, unpack. Um, and it's been getting better every year, and I feel like this year actually feels fine. Um, I know in 2013, or maybe it was, like, 2012 or 2013, I was planning, uh, gosh, like, saying my plans even now in, like, 2021, almost 2022 just seems... It doesn't seem real because of the circumstances of our world. But at that time, I was planning on spending an, uh, the holiday season with an 11-day Vipassana in India, uh, which is just like a meditation, silent meditation for 11 days. Um, so this was like even before I had holiday anxiety. And I think there's something to that. Um, and I'm trying to take... Just checking out. Yeah. <laughs> just opting out. Yeah. Well, it just seems like such an extreme time. And I, and I get... And I think what's happening with these variants and with these spikes is I think it's it's going to alter our holiday traditions. It's going to alter yeah. our traditions. We're going to have to plan things in between spikes because... 
that's the only thing that makes sense at this point. Um, our government... Well, and the people, yeah, and the people who are clinging to tradition right now are literally causing, like, death and destruction yeah. by forcing things to happen that shouldn't because yeah. they're not safe. Yeah, like, um, the Netherlands yeah, went into a lockdown, and then Germany was like, we will not do that because Christmas is a huge holiday in Germany while it's not in the Netherlands. So it'll be interesting right. in the next week or so or month to see how it all pans out. Um, I'm not, I think people can do what they want, live your life. But I think the messaging around this uh, from the, the U.S. government is uh, lacking foresight of being like, if you're vaccinated, if you're boosted, go for it. Like, oh. Just take a lot of tests. Yeah. Which, yeah, There's sure. No egg. From a harm, you know, from like a, a harm reduction standpoint, that's better than not doing any of those things. Mm-hmm. But are your Christmas morning traditions worth potentially like killing your parents? Yeah. And it's like also. Or, or you know what? Not even your parents. Is it worth killing a stranger? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you don't like your parents. Yeah. Maybe. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, was it worth, like, infecting someone's grandma because you shared a, a plane together? You know, like, you don't know, this is, you don't know the far-reaching yeah. uh, consequences of your actions right now. And I, and I don't I, like the idea of, like, people that are, that were kind of, like, letting people that are vaccinated are leaving people that are unvaccinated, like, hung up to dry. That doesn't right. feel good either. Or like, oh, yeah, it's just their fault. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated at this point. That's not true or fair, and it's super classist, mm-hmm. racist, ableist. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty disgusting. And it's also, it's just like, cool, you're just falling into, like, the age-old trap of, like, rich people hitting poor people against mm-hmm. each other, because if we actually united over mm-hmm. anything, we'd be super fucking powerful. Like, yeah. this has happened for generations and generations, and now it's, like, think about who's delivering the messaging. Mm-hmm. Fox News is telling, like, all those anchors mm-hmm. everybody in that building is vaccinated i promise mm-hmm. you they have to be to be able to go show up to work each day mm-hmm. so um but the messaging that they're giving is super manipulative mm-hmm. and like very yeah it's class warfare yeah yeah um but yeah i don't know um holidays uh didn't used to bum me out um i you know i haven't spent the holidays with my family in a really long time because of my career but i that was never really much of an issue to me. The first time I started to get really bummed out of the holidays was when I broke up with my, like, partner of almost seven years. And that, the year after our breakup, it was, like, December. Like, it was almost a full year later because we broke up in early December was when I started feeling like, oh, no, the holidays are bumming me out. Because I kept imagining what it would feel like to wake up to an, on an empty house on Christmas Day. Mm. And that and and it was the first time I'd lived with my parents and I'd lived with roommates and I lived with a partner and I'd never I'd always had somebody. Oh wow, Kaylee! And this no, is, I never yeah. thought. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I so I just kept imagining that and it kept like just deeply bumming me out. But what I did, what I had at that point, because it was pre-pandemic, is I like deliberately chose to fill that space with friends mm-hmm. and like like um, because I do believe you know if you want to go at it from the like relationship anarchy standpoint that like your friend your in your platonic friendly relationships can be as important um as as uh as your romantic sexual or intimate relationships they don't 
they're they can sometimes be more important. Um, so I would deliberately fill that space with friends and and people who were close to me in that way. And then uh, the pandemic happened, and last year I had to spend it completely alone. And this year looks like. I, you know, I had my hopes up. I had made plans, and those plans are all canceled now. And we're like three, you know, three days away, mm-hmm. and it's looking like it's. An, so, what do we do? You know, do I just treat? Do you treat it like any other day? Um, I think I might, I might get some things to make myself like a special breakfast. Mm. I think one of my friends uh, and I might do a gift exchange in my backyard. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not. It's not, uh, it's a complicated thing because I I love my life. I'm very intentionally like someone who lives single and like lives alone and like positions my relationships in such a way that I have a lot of independence, but this is like the time of year where I'm, I I get a little bit bummed about it. Mm -hmm. So. get into it. Let's get into tarot time. I Whatever. think it's time. Stop bumming to the people Christmas out. Christmas episode on Entree Queers. Like, <laughs> and and we're, we're like deep pandemic. And also, yeah. I'm going to talk about this. So you know how I was getting haunted by the Ace of Pentacles reversed. And then you pulled the Ace of Pentacles. And it's all about delays and uh-huh. setbacks. And then like all this COVID shit happened. And that's what I think. That's the parallel I'm making there. Yeah, because you read it reversed. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Mm-hmm. Delays and setbacks. Oh, well, yeah, my card of the year, um, I went and looked at it, like, my year ahead spread, and I was like, it was harm reduction, which is temperance in this deck, and I was like, a few, even a few weeks ago, I was like, I don't get it. My December, that's not what I'm feeling, and then this week hit, and I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> Welcome I guess to I'm, three uh, years. As I'm, like, strategically deciding which activities I'm going to participate in. Yeah. Harm reduction. Fuck. Anyway, all right. We're back with the Delta Enduring. And let's see what she has to say. This episode is going out shortly before the new year. This will be going out on the 29th. So what do you have to say for the collective for the final week of this year? Ooh. We have the Eight of Oysters. Uh-huh. That's the Eight of Cups. B- bitches, you gotta leave this year behind. Walk away. You gotta walk away and don't look back. Let's, like, oh, we're gonna deep dive deep into this uh, in the main dish. But, ooh, this is shit. Like, whatever shit you've got that you don't want to take into 2022, box that shit up and leave it. Put it in a box and send it to Japan. Yeah, do like Zara did last episode. Uh, send that shit to an island off the coast of Japan. Um, yeah, she's walking away from that. This is a great. I love the visuals on this I card. I love how this is just, the, the most excited I've seen you all day. Is how excited you are about Eight of Cups right now. Um, it's a great. Yeah, no, this was my card for January of this year, and it was the year that I finally blocked my ex. Yeah. Um, on everything. So, yeah, you just, like, fucking get rid of it. Don't well, look back. I feel like... Pack your shit up and go. I feel like Eight of Cups is really important uh, to, like, realize that, like, they're usually, um, like, in the traditional um, writer radio, it's like, um, they're 
walking away from seven full cups. It's not like yeah. six of swords where you're just like, no, no, no. Like I had to get to get like you are walking away from a full plate because you know that this plate is full of food that you don't want anymore. Right. So right. it's just like it's there. But that doesn't mean just because it's being offered doesn't mean you have to take it um, because I feel like eight of cups is very much like trusting your intuition and also like people are going to be like but why would you do that and like you don't have to justify yeah you don't have to justify your shit to anybody mm-hmm. if it does if it if you want if you don't want it anymore you can just walk the walk away mm-hmm. yeah all right enjoy your liberation in 2022 my friends let's do the main dish shall we the main dish yeah set the table we are serving the main dish. Okay, so I kind of want to share the process of this one because I feel like as much as we want to plan, and I think like this episode is a really good example of kind of like having a plan in place and then how quickly everything changes and then it's just like okay let's do this instead but instead of completely replacing something um pivoting and combining the yeah two. i yeah when you first proposed that this uh, this topic i was like this will be fun because you were talking about how like yeah i've just planned out i'm just made a plan for my next like 14 to 18 months i'm like this is going to be like the like planning for retirement episode where i'm just like i don't plan shit mm-hmm. like <laughs> I don't plan for anything more than like a couple weeks in advance, honestly. Uh-huh. Um, but then I loved I love to plan. I have so many planners. I love lists and calendars and shit like that. But like, you're not going to catch me putting anything in stone super far out. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Well, so here's the thing. This morning, I messaged Kayleen and I was just like, "Hey, can we talk about destruction?" And <laughs> I was like, "In our planning now episode." Now and now. <laughs> Because that's just what it feels like. You have to hold space for both. Um, So let's, I mean, I don't know. What do we want to talk about? I mean, what do you, so it's like, what do you want to create Mm -hmm. and what do you want to eliminate? Mm -hmm. And also holding space for the fact, I don't know. I feel like some of the most important things that have happened to me that have shaped my life and my career are things that I never saw coming mm-hmm. ever and could never have planned for mm-hmm. something I didn't even think I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then it falls into my lap. So, um, you know, man plans, God laughs, etc., yeah. etc. Cause Kayleen, what is it? What is it that you say? Like the universe hates a vacuum. Yeah. The universe abhors a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Um, if you create, deliberate empty space in your life the universe will conspire to fill it it's mm-hmm. think about it like you clear like even just think about like you clear out space in your closet how soon until that shit gets filled again it's not because of you you're it's not because you're like a bad messy person i promise mm-hmm. that's just like nature mm-hmm. happening like empty spots don't stay empty for very long like I used to do a business strategy where if I had a monthly goal I would write a piece of paper with the thing that I was going for on it and I would create you know let's say I needed three some things I would create three sometimes five because why not go for more than what you need Mm -hmm. empty spaces and 
fill them by the end of the month. Um, I got that from, I think, the Being Boss podcast. Yeah. They had a big whiteboard where they would do that. Let's start kind of more on this destructive process because I think it really gets a bad rep. Like, we hear a lot, like, that's self-destructive, don't think like that, um, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like it kind of... A, I always try to wonder, this is something I'm trying to deconstruct. No, I want to eliminate the word trying from my vocabulary because it's bullshit. It's a bullshit Okay, Yoda. Word. Okay, Yoda. Do or do not, there is no try. Oh my God, literally. Yoda no remember what he did last Christmas. <laughs> Yoda's experienced like 900 Christmases. Yeah, Yoda's over it. <laughs> Yoda don't don't give a shit. Well, um, we have this narrative around dis- destruction that it's that it's evil, that it's bad, but it's really just a part of everything. Um, you have to destroy to give birth, and I've been thinking. What is my thought and what are what is everything else? You know what I mean? Like what of my thoughts are mine? And that's something I'm trying I am <laughs> observing in like my time alone because we have all this shit, all these ideas of these beliefs that we're supposed to have, but what what do I want? What do I really want? What am I actually afraid of? And you know what I'm not actually afraid of? Destruction. I'm not. Like because yeah. at this point What's what are we really holding up? Uh, is it in line with my morals? No, it's not. Like <laughs> no, so, I don't. Yeah, and what do you have to what do you have to demolish and in, uh, in order to make to build something new? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of times when you think of destruction, at least for me, I think of like drug addiction. I think of death. I think of um, homelessness. I think of severe mental health breaks but what if we separate that parallel of destruction and like what is it what else does it look like and then for me i think all those things if you actually look at them are not destructive they're they're neglect Mm -hmm. that's what happens when when vulnerable people are neglected Mm -hmm. it's not it's not destruction it's like a severe lack of care mm-hmm. and that's different in my opinion mm-hmm. but we have this concept that these are all just like super destructive terrible things in reality most of those things are like because people they're the only coping mechanisms that some people had and then it all falls apart mm-hmm. yeah anyway. and then if you kind of pivot it destruction in terms of like I'm going to destroy something that I want to destroy, right? I'm going to destroy Christmas traditions. I'm going to destroy the way I live my day-to-day. I'm going to destroy societal expectations because it doesn't matter. So when you destroy that and what you really feel good about maybe not good but like you're jazzed about it. You're like, "Cool, let's like experiment here." It's very freeing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna burn all the shit you gave me, Mm -hmm. like, because you don't have a hold on me anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all yeah. This is very much this is very much Eight of Cups energy. (laughs) Yeah. Um. What? Yeah. What? Um. 
what has a hold on you and why? And is it something that you actually value or is it something that where its absence could actually be very liberating for Mm -hmm. you? And can you burn it down? And then also think of like the collective joy so many of us felt when we saw that fucking police station burn to the ground. Oh my god, I thought in you were say when Donald Trump got COVID. Well, also when Kayleen Donald Trump got COVID, was, called me and was listening to fucking parade music, and she were like, "This is the first collective joy I've felt. we've had in a long time." And I mean, like, so yes, yeah, so uh, watching the police station burn, there was a lot of fe- complicated feelings wrapped up in that. But man, when when the protesters and and everyone like took over that space and reclaimed it and said, "Fuck you, violent, racist, white supremacist, piece of shit, imperialist," we're taking this building back and we're d- raising it to the ground. Man, that felt fucking mm-hmm. great. <laughs> like for me, mm-hmm. for a lot of people, it's bittersweet. Like no one's saying that like. Uh, destruction is complete glee like of course it can be painful and of course it can be complicated but like it symbolically it can mean a whole hell of a lot yeah um yeah because i feel like sometimes i wonder about this word because i think it's kind of like nature versus nurture and like how deep have we gotten into it it's it's kind of like decolonizing your thoughts right um and where that that can be a deep rabbit hole of like what's mine what's not mine who knows and it can also giving yourself the freedom to not know what that actually means and to change your mind i think there's a lot of beauty in that too um and then feel feel joy without feeling like you need to analyze it or have nuance to it or or feel joy without fucking explanation Really? Um, because you don't know an explanation yeah, to anybody. This society does, certainly does like to punish people who enjoy themselves. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> um, it's a very Catholic way of living. <laughs> yeah, we really are in a very like guilt-ridden society. Um, and, and I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's something we're going to have to evaluate as a collective as we're not able to do holidays, as... Nobody's going to pay their student loans back as people start to have mass revolts because you can't afford housing. Um, that the, the system's not going to hold up anymore, and you can't make people feel guilty if they have nothing. If they and don't I give hope, a shit, I hope also yeah. a lot of people realizing that none of this is good is getting is getting fixed just because you elected Democrats. Mm-hmm. It's oh. worse. Oh yeah, baby. I mean, anybody I know in politics is just like we're going to have a, a red wave in twenty twenty two, and then. Hot take, I think Trump is going to win 2024, but we'll see about that. (laughs) If there's anything left to win. Oh my gosh, wow. (laughs) I don't know how Kayleen managed to take it further, but... (laughs) Um, That's where I feel, that's how I feel. Okay, so now we've created a great vacuum. Welcome, listeners. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sitting in our black hole. But, you know, I... There is joy in the black hole. There is despair. Mm-hmm. There is suffering. There is orgasms. There is contentment. You know, uh, it all exists. Stillness. You know. Uh huh. There is rest. Mm-hmm. There's peace. Simpatico. Mm-hmm. Welcome uh, to the abyss. So we have like this black hole of destruction, and then 
what do we actually want? So if we're creating from nothing. Yeah, if we want the universe to fill the vacuum, what do we want it to be filled? What do we want it to look like? Mm-hmm. So what, if, if we have the power, if we have man- powers of manifestation, if we have the powers of our imagination, like I've said in episodes before, if we have the powers to, to imagine a worst case scenario, we also have the powers to imagine the best. Mm-hmm. What, what do we want to put out there for what we want our life to look like in the absence of this thing mm-hmm. that we have destroyed? Yeah. So uh, maybe like a week or two ago, I went to the beach and I do a lot of really good writing on the beach, um, a lot of good planning. And I wrote a, I was planning on doing a year, but I ended up doing a 14 month planner of my year ahead. And what it ended up being, it ended up being like a fantasy novel. The amount of things that I would like to do in 14 months would probably realistically take me three years. However, I caveat, time is not linear. And you also are an expert time traveler at this point. I think we all are. Um, <laughs> like, we all be quantum leaping. Yeah, no, I mean, whether whether we want to or not, like, I think people, I think we've all collectively gone through, like, a quantum leap. Like, I put a, a poll on my Instagram story. I was like, do you want help? Like, I'm making a freebie. So it's kind of, like, gathering to see, like, what what people are going through, like, what would benefit them. Because I, I intuitively have an idea of what I would want. But one of the questions was, like, do you want help quantum leaping? Or do you feel like you've already quantum leapt and you need to anchor? And it was overwhelmingly anchor. Because we are just thrown into, like, a different reality right now. And we just need to, like, find our, our footing here, I think. Um, so I wrote this 14-month business plan and and I really let myself fantasize I really let myself be like yeah what if I got a book deal you know what if I like wrote every day for an hour on my laptop what if I worked on my novel what if I started doing this and like creating all of these different things and all of these different like businesses and streams of income and like what if I demanded my time back what if I wasn't addicted to my fucking phone right like what if I gave my time to things that I wanted to give my time to like if you have your focus what else could you want Um, and I think that's for me what I really struggle with is focus because I get very like scattered and I don't feel guilty about that it is what it is at this point and also time isn't linear what what you can get done in three hours sometimes. Sometimes it could take you three weeks, especially like in the creative process. Um, it's just not, like you hear about people that write books, they're like, I typed it in a fever dream in one month. You know, like Stephen King, yeah. for example. Like he just, bam, everybody's process is different. A lot of that was cocaine. <laughs> Donna Tart, she takes 10 years to write her novels. So, it just kind of, or just like, you know, like Ellen Hildebrand, like she does like the romance novels. She pops like two out a year. So these people James are- James Patterson, look at uh-huh. that guy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's there's just entire like, library aisles dedicated to him. Oh God, you're right. It, listeners, me and Kayleen both worked at libraries in our adolescence. Yep. Um, Formative. So, 
I really enjoyed giving myself that time and space to fantasize. And then I did write, like every month I wrote like kind of like to-do items, but I didn't get super nitty gritty into them, right? But I did write them. And that I think is half the battle uh, is getting to at least, even if it's a fucking fake to-do list, right? Like yeah. <laughs> it's all fake until it's not. So. Lists are real. Lists, lists have power, and they have a certain... There's, like, a certain feeling that it gives your brain when you put something down on paper. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can make it feel like you've accomplished a task just by writing it down. Like, the same chemical release. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why a lot of people struggle to actually do things, because they've already... they They got the... They got the chemical reward just from writing it down instead of actually doing it. Ah, um, so what's your relationship like with future planning? Like, So the biggest future, like I kind of said before, for me, I like to set intentions and I like to kind of imagine how I want to feel. But in terms of what I want to happen, I don't really ever, I'm not really ever drawn to, to planning things out in that way. I really love utilizing like lists and calendars and to plan for things like week daily or weekly. Um, but the most I will do is the year ahead spread at the end of the year, which is very important to me and something I've been doing for like six or seven years um, is doing the year ahead tarot spread. I do mine on New Year's Eve. Um, I offer them to other people from like mid-December to mid-January, but mine always happen on New Year's Eve. Uh except for uh, tw- the end of 2019, where I was like, I don't know if I uh, want to know what's going to happen in 2020, which was a feeling that I respected we and both understand did. now. Yeah, we both were like, let's skip this year. Uh, this doesn't feel right. We'll get to it later. And then we never did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I really like to intentionally make space for surprises Mm. And things that are unexpected because those tend to shape my life in really fun ways. I feel like um, some of the best things that have happened in my life are things that weren't things that I thought I wanted mm-hmm. until they happened. And then, you know, I, I like I said, it's more important for me to focus on how I think I want to feel um, than anything else. So, so with your, so do you monthly plan? Not really. I used to. I don't really do that now. I make. I, I have my bullet journal, and I look at my tasks at hand at the beginning of the week, and we'll do, like, a big brain dump, and then I'll just work from that list day to day. Hmm. And if I'm feeling overwhelmed, with the caveat that anytime I'm feeling super overwhelmed, I will usually try to, like, sit down and write a list. Unless I'm super, super overwhelmed, and then it's no think, just do. Yeah. And... That's kind of what I'm, I'm right now. I'm like coming off the heels of a few weeks of no think, just do and trying to get my systems back. And like, that's where I'm at right now. I feel like sometimes, yeah, you get like overstimulated. And then when you're yeah. not, it's just like, jump 
would mean depletion. <laughs> yeah, no, that's where I'm at. I'm just like I'm on the I'm on the downswing of the roller coaster, so I'm just kind of like I'm just gonna stay at home and stay in bed as much as possible. You're like, <laughs> damn, brain. I wish I could relax. You could and enjoy. You could have given me, or like you could have give could have let me hold on to some of the the good good brain chemicals that I was riding on for the last you know three months. Yeah, I mean, so Kayleen did my year ahead spread. Uh, yesterday actually and it was very interesting to like compare because I did one myself because I was unsure if I wanted to do it because I kind of feel something bad is gonna happen (laughs) I don't know like I think just probably for me probably not collectively but I've just kind of been feeling that and I was like I don't know if I want to know and it was really interesting because the spread I did for myself kind of made work pretty hand in hand with what Kayleen pulled for me. The cards were definitely talking to each other. Mm-hmm. It was it was a very it was an interesting story, and if anything, it just seemed like at the beginning of the the spread, I was like Kayleen, I didn't pull any cups. The only I pulled one cup out of like, gosh, how many cards did I pull for myself? Like fifteen. And then it was like almost the spread, all the spread she pulled was like almost all cups, but it was like very unemotional. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like half, half of my cards were cups for you. But like, they weren't like the emotional cups. They were all just kind of like celebration cups, which I was like, I was happy with it. They were high vibe cups. It seems very, next year seems, to me, seems very workaholic energy, which I invite Dear God, yeah. I just like I would just love to introduce that <laughs> divine masculine into my life. <laughs> no think, just work, just do. Yeah, just kind of like create, put your head down. I think there's such a beauty in that. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at with like this isolation. Honestly, this fucking variant that happened because I feel like I announced on Monday I was like I'm going off the grid, folks. And then the next day, it was just like, da 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 I was like, God, okay. Like, yeah. let's see how, how this rides out. Um, but I think at the end of the day, stay flexible, which I'm sure you do, right? How, I mean, literally, how could you not be flexible at this point? How could you, how could you be yeah. rigid? It doesn't even... I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's still a lot of people who are in these little bubbles. Like, the people who were able to just, like comfortably work from home and afford to get their groceries to deli- I feel like so many people there's a lot of people who are very out of touch with what most of us have had to deal with but even like those people I feel like this 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 wave like they know people who have it you know what I mean and like that's also they adapted from going out too you know what I mean like they're they had to create a whole new character that doesn't like leave the house I'm sure there's people who never left the house I do know I do know some of those hermits who just like never left the house in general but you know what they would tell me they miss going to the office because like that was their time to like socialize and stuff like that um so we'll see how this shakes out I feel like did we call this I'm sure we called this in our winter predictions correct New variants. Uh-huh. You told me that it was that that was too easy. Yeah, I mean, but here we are. Um, I think it's time for a bro book review. 
Hey, let's do it. Okay. Bro Book Reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. So, I read this one a few... Okay, A, I'm going to start off next episode. I need you to tell me yes or no, Kayleen. I listened to an episode of the Joe Rogan podcast, so you don't have to. Yes, please. (laughs) I'm so intrigued. I am too. I did it for science. (laughs) Um, That's truly taking one. That would be the most beautiful Christmas gift to to our readers. I know. I was like, but should I listen to Joe Rogan before he got like canceled from Spotify or after? Like where, where in this journey do I listen to him? Because I feel like. I'm sure that there's someone, I'm sure that there's a thread on Reddit that will tell you the perfect introduction to the Joe Rogan podcast. Okay. Like, um, what is the best episode of Joe? <laughs> go go to the Joe Rogan fan fan bulletin board. I feel like he just talks about like MCT oil and like weightlifting and eating red meat. That's yeah. And people are like, the guests are really interesting. It's just like, but he's just like stoned and doesn't listen to. Yeah, them. it's just like the it's just the bulletproof coffee guy. <laughs> It's three pigs in a trench coat. (laughs) (laughs) Every Um, fucking episode. In this vein, I wonder if this man has a podcast. Um, I would not listen to it if he does. Tony Robbins. Sir Tony Robbins. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. But I'm sure it's behind a paywall. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't taken your anal virginity. Oh, no. You have no, to Tony, jump into no. you have to jump into a pool of freezing cold water and stay there for ten minutes before you can have access to my podcast. You have to file your nipples off in the ice cold water. Pain. Um, so, um, I listened to Unshakable, and it was like I listened to it Who on is it audio. By? Pardon? Who is it by? Mr. Robbins. Mr. Robbins. Okay, that's the, that's the, okay. And the best way I could describe this book, it seemed like an infomercial um, for his, I'm not sure where in this bibliography it falls, but it's so short that it, it really doesn't even have enough time to like unpack things. It's just like a highlight reel of like cold showers, changing your mindset and like just giving yourself no other no plan b option um i don't know it was i it literally it just had very big like orange clean vibes you know like that mr oh, tony yeah it just felt like an infomercial very short very it was whatever I, I really don't have any opinion on it it wasn't awful it wasn't great it just felt like a commercial and i will say that i grew up without cable and i did not I, I watched infomercials for fun. Did that happen after, to you? Too? At a cer- after a certain hour, that was the best thing that was on. You know, so so did I derive pleasure from it? Yeah, sure. It was familiar. Did I learn anything? Probably not. Did did was I intrigued? Did I? You know? Yeah, yeah, I was. But was I gonna convert? No. There you go. Unshakable yeah. Tony Robbins. <laughs> oh, Tony. Well, Tony. <laughs> All right. That's All right. it. That's our episode. Um, so if you want to follow me, 
I am fakeguru.me or TikTok. I've been very busy on TikTok, having a great time over there. Starting um, a cult. Yeah. The fake.guru and Instagram, the.fakeguru. I think, I don't know. I'm sure if you just Google it, you'll find it. And then you can find the pod on Apple and Spotify. Please leave us a review. Uh, I would love to see a sentence or two written about this podcast because listen, this is like episode 18. Why are you listening? Yeah. Show (laughs) us some love. Um, We're uh, we're having fun. And honestly, you are too. And you kind of like, you kind of probably a little masochistic here. Um, So yeah. And and then entrepreneurs.com, correct? Entrepreneurs.com and entrepreneurs.com entrepreneurs.podcast on the Instagrams. Yeah. We also have a Ko-Fi if you like to throw us some money for the holidays. Please, sir. I want some more. I love uh, coal. <laughs> please. Um, it's Christmas. <laughs> uh, uh, you can find me Swamp Witch with four eyes on Instagram. You can find my candle business, Candles Unincorporated. We are taking a short break after a very busy holiday season, but there will be more candles in the new year. Beautiful. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Happy Happy day. day.